Hey everybody, welcome to Just For Variety. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Today is June 14th, 2023. On this week's episode, I'm talking to the White Lotus star, Haley Lou Richardson. The actor received rave reviews and is now attracting major awards buzz for her work as Tanya's assistant, Portia, on season two of Mike White's hit HBO series. Before The White Lotus, Richardson was most known for her breakout performance in the 2017 indie drama Columbus, followed by Support the Girls, Unpregnant, and After Yang. In our wide-ranging chat, we talked, of course, about working with Jennifer Coolidge, but also how she'd like Portia to kill off Tanya's husband, Greg. She also gets candid about finally meeting her idol, Miley Cyrus, and the celebs who haven't returned her DMs on Instagram. I'll be right back with Richardson, but first, let's take a look at this week's Just For Variety column. Janet Jackson's concert at the Hollywood Bowl on June 10th served as the iconic performance venue's opening night of the summer season. I was there to watch Ms. Jackson perform for about two hours. Also there, Jeremy Renner, Angela Bassett, Lance Bass, Bill Hader, Holly Wong, Tiffany Haddish, Nigel Lithgow, Gabriel Union, and John Cryer. After opening the show, Ludacris joined his Fast X co-stars, Michelle Rodriguez and Jordana Brewster, in a box seat. The concert culminated with a fireworks display as Jackson sang Rhythm Nation. The night raised more than $3.4 million for the LA Phil and its education and community initiatives. Check out more Just for Variety stories and exclusive news at Variety.com. Welcome back to Just for Variety. I'm talking to Haley Lou Richardson, who starred as Tanya's assistant Portia on season two of The White Lotus. We began our chat over Zoom video, talking about her very funny and unexpected Zoom name. I didn't know until now is your real name is H Poopy. Is that what I am on this one? <laughs> wow, my true identity <laughs> revealed. <laughs> It's time the world knew. <laughs> I used to every once in a while I would just do Whoopi Goldberg and people just got so confused. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I that. Yeah, I did H Poopy because I was doing Zoom dance classes at the start of the pandemic. And I didn't like foresee that Zoom would become like this whole like way we professionally communicate and all of that. So I guess my Zoom is still that. <laughs> I, think, I think I've been asked to change it multiple times, but I guess I haven't. I'm just going to say, I mean, I know we don't know each other well, but I feel like it tracks. Okay, yeah. Then, then you, do, you know me better than you think, then. <laughs> How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? I am good. It was Pride weekend here in Los Angeles, so it was a lot of dancing, and I just realized <laughs> maybe, maybe oh, I have Cool. Where'd, you, where'd you dance just on the streets or where like <laughs> well I mean was there like parades like what <laughs> I'm sorry was that I love no. Parades. <laughs> um no uh, West Hollywood Pride has a music festival in West Hollywood Park Oh, cool. That was um, Grace Jones on Saturday night, which was just unreal. Cool. Orville Peck. 
Last night was Carly Rae Jepsen, which the younger gays really love, and I'm tried to embrace it for the I, last week. I've just been listening to call me maybe girl, right? <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. But, um, the younger <laughs> generation of gays love her. So my friend was like, okay, here's my Spotify list. And I'm like, I don't have Spotify. I do Apple music. I do it's, too. Like, I don't understand what the difference is. I don't, here's the thing. Spotify I just don't understand why you would get something else if you have an Apple. I I don't know. It's just like, also, music works great. It like creates all these playlists for you. It's so fun. It's so easy. Yeah, I did the Carly Rae Jepsen Essentials. Yes. I don't like it. Yeah, it's very pop. It's very, but like, you know, sort of not angsty because that's not the right word, but like um, a lot of breakup songs, which are good. I danced to a lot of breakup songs. That was, mm. um, mm-hmm. uh, so, so, so it was fun. It was fun. So um, I'm a little tired, but I'm excited to talk to you. Cool. Same. Since, you know, it's Pride Month and you killed, you you know, White Lotus killed off a bunch of gays. <laughs> but you know what? They were some, they were some bad gays. <laughs> they were some bad gays. <laughs> <laughs> we we just had an interview go up with Jennifer and she said, you know, the question was, you know, uh, what did you think about killing the gays? Blah, blah. She's like, oh, I really enjoyed killing them. So, of course, we tweet that and people are like clickbait. I'm like, it's Jennifer Coolidge, people. Yeah, that's I, I definitely can envision her saying that. Yes, in the best possible way. And in the best possible way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I retweeted it. Happy Pride. <laughs> Genius, actually. That's amazing. If I had Twitter, I would have liked your tweet. Um, like, or, or heart tweets or... Yeah, your heart it. Retweet it. Quote tweet. I would have quoted tweet. <laughs> um, on that note, what I just wanted to... I feel like this whole interview could just be about your Instagram. Really? You like it or dislike it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want to talk to you about how much I dislike it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I need to know about Paris Hilton and Miley dancing and you. <laughs> what was that? that? Video. So I was at Miley Cyrus's. I almost just said Miley's, but then I realized <laughs> that I'm not cool enough to say that. So I was at Miley Cyrus's album launch party. This was must have been like three or four months ago or three months ago. Oh, it, or the, it was the Gucci event. Yes. Right. Which yes. was like three months ago or more. Yeah, I don't it, know. It was around the after. Yeah. And I've had that video on my phone this whole time. And I think like I just refound it last week. And I was like, I think that I needed this time to process that that happened to then be ready to share it with the world. I'm like, I just, I'm just like, just standing there and watching Paris Hilton, Miley Cyrus dance to Paris Hilton's song, which <laughs> I'd forgotten existed. And there was just like this horde of people just like, and like spotlights were on them. And they were just like, they were just, they were just dancing with all these people watching. And I was like, wow, this is just an iconic moment. And I'm here. And um, 
I just think that that video is just think that's just a really incredible video to have on my iPhone. <laughs> I love the fact that you're very subtle with it too, because you sort of just pop in. And pop in. You didn't like join. You didn't dance with them for a moment. No. For a it moment, was, for was that it, free for me to like remind myself that I was there watching. Right. Because for a moment, I looked at him like, "Is that a green screen?" Of them. <laughs> no, it was real, believe it or not. This hair is what is really funny. <laughs> like, I I don't know how that's going to straight. I, I need I need you to know that until you just mentioned it again, totally wasn't seeing it. I no. kind of like it. You know what? I think just there's the look. Next like photo. no matter what you do. <laughs> Oh golly. Um, were you a Hannah Montana fan? Oh yeah. I yeah. loved I loved Disney Channel. Um, I think honestly, Hannah Montana and and Lizzie McGuire and That's So Raven and like even Stevens, even like these shows, I think were like a big thing that inspired me to even just want to act. Mm. Cause I felt like all these kids like had a similar sense of humor to me and had like kind of this ham quality of like feeling comfortable just being a ham or something. And I, I was just like, I felt seen <laughs> yeah, and inspired. So you were a total ham when you were a kid, always performing. Always. Um, yeah. Like every family function, there would be at least a half an hour devoted to everyone sitting on the couch and watching me do some dance or sing some song or read some monologue or <laughs> yeah it's um this is, this is was, from episode six hannah montana season three <laughs> there's a monologue that today <laughs> um did you ask miley about nick jonas no i didn't because you know i i really um you know, Miley is more to me than her than her brief time with Nicholas. Um, but Miley, like I actually so I, I I only met her. I talked to her. I had like probably 10 seconds to say my spiel to her. And I wanted to tell her that Plastic Hearts got me through that whole album, got me through, which I personally is my favorite of all of her music. I think it's like truly like who she's meant to be is this like the rock star of our generation. And that whole album like really got me through just a low time. And um, so I, I told her that. And I think I might have shed a tear. <laughs> I feel like she probably hugged you. Um, yeah, she hugged me. Yeah, yeah, she was very kind. She's so sweet. He's so sweet. Yeah. I'd love to be your friend. I asked her to, that I could I would hang out with her if she ever wanted, but <laughs> I don't think that she'll ever take me up on that. Something tells me she won't. Listen, there could be a Hannah Montana reunion at a White Lotus resort. Ah, there. You know what? There were so many Hannah Montana crossovers with other Disney shows that I feel like it's it could happen. <laughs> Like Hannah Montana is Tanya's younger, younger, younger sister. That imagine Portia and Han and Miley. Um, what was her last 
name in in Hannah Montana. It wasn't Cyrus, wasn't it? Something else, Miley. Something. Imagine Portia being friends with Miley on Hannah Montana. <laughs> on my on my Lotus. No, on an episode of Hannah Montana. Oh, Imagine no. Portia, the character from 2022, 2023, coming in and being Miley slash Hannah Montana's babysitter. I, I, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. We're going there. We're going We're there. Going. I think there's something there. So White Lotus, tell me about your very first scene the camera not like a table read but the cameras are rolling on you and Ms. Jennifer Coolidge oh my first scene with Jennifer um oh that was really hard for me because um in the couple times we never had like official rehearsals or table reads or anything but there was one or two times I forget how many times I went to um Jennifer's room and just like me and her and her assistant, Liam, were just running through the scenes and talking about things. And I was laughing every time she was talking. And I remember thinking in her room, how am I going to do this? Like, right. I, I don't know. Like, I've never I'd never experienced that before of like, how do I not laugh to that extent? Like, I'd never had that as a real challenge. <laughs> um, but I was laughing every time she talked. Um, and so then the first scene we did was actually the fortune teller scene. Mm -hmm. And that's just like an extreme insane scene <laughs> on just the whole, the whole dynamic, all, everything is just so much. And um, I was laughing. I was like laughing uncontrolled. Like it would just like, you're the more serious I was trying to be, or the more miserable I was trying to be or straight faced or whatever, the more I just like, it would creep up on me and I would smile or laugh. Um, so that one was hard for me because I was laughing a lot. But after that first scene, it did get easier for me to not laugh. Like I just kind of like started falling into this role I was supposed to be in contrast to her. But um, that's not to say I, I still didn't laugh, burst out laughing throughout the five months we were filming. Because, you know, that woman is... Um, as unpredictable as unpredictable gets. <laughs> and it's, it's real unpredictability. Yes. And it's like, it's the kind of unpredictability that like, it's not like, it's like no one else would and could say and do things the way that she does them. So it's like unpredictable, even for not just for Jennifer, or for like an actor in a scene, but just for like a human, it's like something that comes from so left field, but somehow works perfectly or makes so much sense. It's just like, it's so unique. <laughs> it really is amazing. What did you like about Portia? Huh, you know what? I actually did like a lot about her, contrary to what people would maybe think. I, um, I really do like a lot about her. I think that she is really like she's not giving up on wanting like want which which gives me hope for her because I feel like once she kind of realizes how to what am I trying to say? 
She has a lot of desire. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. I think she's looking for, she, she's looking for the fulfillment in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. But I think she has a lot of deep desire, mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't have. Like some people just kind of like give up and just surrender, just let it be. Like, I think that she's just in this constant search, which makes me feel like she has this des- deep desire, which I relate to and love about her. I think that she's trying her best. I know it may not seem like it at times, but I really think she's trying her best. Um, and I uh, think that by the end of the season, like with the way that she, the things that she, the intense, extreme things she's experienced, my cat's taking a shit right now. And I hear him digging in the litter box, <laughs> but. Hence, uh, hence H poopy. Go ahead. Oh yeah. 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 H-poopy. <laughs> I was inspired by my cat Darbin. Um, but, well, oh yeah, I think by the end of the season, like, I think she has potential with what she's just gone through to like, be, to like really learn and grow and move forward from there. So I think she's at like a really pivotal time in her life. Um, also, what else do I love about her? You know what? I love some of her clothes. I do. I don't love all of them. I don't love how she puts them all together in moments, but I love them for her. Did you have a favorite outfit? Um, do you hear my cat? I cannot hear your cat shitting. <laughs> you don't hear him digging in the litter box? No. Okay. Uh, my favorite outfit, honestly, the sweater vest that we first see her in and the jeans and stuff like that just seems very her like I feel like that's kind of the things that she wears on a day-to-day basis in San Francisco back home and then I think the things that she wears throughout the trip are like things that she brought like want to live her best life you know um and she definitely took some risks but (laughs) yeah what what don't you like about Portia There's a lot that I struggle with. (laughs) I think that she's, she doesn't have confidence in herself. And I have empathy for that because I don't think she really values herself. Um, And I think that she's really stuck. So like a lot of these things that I don't like about her, I, you know, as the actor playing her, I like figured out the core of where all that comes from or tried to. And so like, I have empathy for all these things that I dislike about her, but, um, cause I see, you know, where they were born from, but I think that she's just really stuck and really not confident and very lost. And she doesn't hold herself accountable, um, because she doesn't see that she's capable of taking on that responsibility. Um, so I think that because of that, you know, she's, uh, she's all the things she is. She's like, she's negative. She's whiny. She can't see the good. She um, all is like relying on the external for any sort of joy. Um, she is not very clear or honest or 
um, she, yeah, I could kind of go on, <laughs> but I <laughs> all of that with love because I really see the core of where it all comes from. Right. You understand where it's coming from. It's not like it's, it's, it's not a, like she has a, it's, it, it's not like you could hate her for any of it. Like it's coming yeah. from a psychological. Yeah. I didn't, honestly, that was the one thing, like all of the kind of different opinions that were thrown out about Portia while the show was airing, like I kind of had fun watching and hearing and everything. Um, But the one thing that I thought was actually kind of unfair and like warped was the people who like were saying that she was like awful or she was like the real villain of the season or something. Cause I'm like, there's no way that you could look at all of these people on the show and think that Portia of all of them who has just been dealt like such a different hand than the rest of these people, you know, she's trying her best with it. She's like, she's a product of the generation. She's a product of, you know, her, her family life, the, her, her, you know, means growing up like she's just a product of all of this and she's trying her best like and she's in her early 20s like there's no way that you can look at that young woman and be like she is the most awful one on this show i thought that that was people who think that should go to therapy because or shouldn't help because that was weird i thought that was warped We're going to take a short break, but when we return, Richardson offers up a very violent but hilarious way she'd like to see Portia kill off Tanya's husband, Greg. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Just for Variety. I'm Mark Malkin. Here's more of White Lotus star Haley Lou Richardson. How do you, and maybe you don't, but how do you sort of create that boundary where obviously you're not Portia, <laughs> yeah. but they're saying these awful things about her. And are you able to be like, okay, they're not talking about me. They're not talking about my acting. They're talking about the character. Or do you take some of it in because you weren't playing her as a villain? Yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, I've never quite been in something that was talked about so much in the way that this show and these characters and these actors and everything was talked about. So when I first started, when the show was airing and because I don't have Twitter, but I um, Googled myself on Twitter or searched myself on Twitter and Uh, That first time I did it, it was like so overwhelming to me, the amount of opinions that people had on just kind of like all across the board on this person, which some was kind of personal towards me, it felt and some and a lot of it was just like, I don't know, I just I just hadn't been in that situation before. So I did get sad. There was probably like um, the first couple episodes where I was like seeing some things and reactions to things with Portia and me that I was, I was taking personally, or I was like, I wasn't fully like sure how to take it or how to process it. Mm -hmm. But then I had a switch where I think I kind of got used to it and I started seeing, Oh, that is kind of the point of this show. 
and these characters is to like get people talking about people like this and what we like about them and what we don't and being self-reflective and being like, wow, this person's like, that's the, that's the point kind of hopefully Mm -hmm. of characters. So I kind of started like leaning into it and have like enjoying watching what people were saying. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, cause I, I, I can't, it's sort of back to the point like I can't imagine like you know people forget like you're not Portia Portia's not you and it's all of a sudden it's she 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 and it's like but it's not me it's Portia I do think that the show also more so than anything I've ever been in um is it's it seems like it's been easier for people that watch the show to kind of like convolute character and actor. Right. Cause a lot of people think Jennifer Coolidge is just like Tanya. Yeah. Like I'll be, I'll people that recognize me from white Lotus call me Portia. They're like, Oh my God, Portia, you know? So it is definitely, um, and Portia and a lot of these characters are like, so recognized, like so specific and so recognizable. Right. Um, but I think that, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's kind of cool. Someone said in an interview a couple of weeks ago, they were like, are you ready for people to dress up as you for Halloween as Portia? And I was like, that's actually cool. That's like a positive that comes out of like the convoluting, like or the specific character or whatever like this, because I've never played a character like that either. That's like so specific in kind of the person that they are and the moment they represent with their look that people I, address them. What <laughs> I want you to do is go to a Halloween party, dress as Portia and see if people realize that or they think they're like, what the fuck is Haley Lou wearing? <laughs> <laughs> or they'll probably be like, Haley, why didn't you dress up this year? Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, Jennifer also told us that she wants Greg to come back for season three so he could die a really miserable death wow um, i love she, that she said that <laughs> yeah, she, said she wants to maybe come back as a seagull so she could poke his eyes out um so one <laughs> how would you like to see greg die if you want to see him die oh oh um you know i actually john and i uh worked together in the first movie i ever did oh wow when I was 17, I, uh, we did this movie called the last survivors and it was this post-apocalyptic, like kind of like drought stricken world thriller. And I was the hero, the 17 year old girl hero. And he was the villain trying to steal like all the water left in the world or whatever. And I kill him at the end of that movie with a samurai. Yes. So. <laughs> Portia comes, comes into wherever they're doing. Where are they doing it? Season three? Somewhere in Asia, but I'm not sure. I want to say. Portia comes somewhere in Asia with a samurai sword and kills um, Greg. Wow. For, oh, maybe Mike White had this whole thing planned. He's going to call <laughs> you. Yeah, maybe the White Lotus he was inspired to do the white Lotus 
from watching our film, The Last Survivors. <laughs> that's what. <laughs> that's his grand plan all along. So if if Portia does come back, if Mike called you and said, "Hey, we want you season three, what's Portia doing now? I have no idea. So many people have asked me this, but yeah. like that like has come out of my mouth just sounds so dumb because I just know that if Portia did ever come back, whatever, or even like if you I don't know, just Mike's brain is so genius and wild that I just know that it would be something so kind of like how Jennifer is the unpredictable thing, like has that in so many ways. And I just know that like whatever I could possibly think, even as the actor that spent all this time with Portia, like however, wherever I thought she would be or what, how she would, what she would be doing or whatever, Mike would like come up with something totally different and so much better. By the way, you just said everything that's come out of your mouth about talking about that is stupid. Two seconds before you said that, you told me you're going to take a samurai knife and slice Greg's throat. So that's a pretty good storyline. Right. Yes. I'm brilliant. <laughs> you're a genius. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see Halloween costumes, Portia in the sweater vest with a samurai With a knife. samurai sword. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also worked with Mr. Cole Sprouse. Yeah, I love Cole. So let's talk about Cole Sprouse. Okay. It's part of that same genre of uh, heartthrobs. Were you a Cole Sprouse fan back in the day? And then when you got to work with him, you're like, uh-oh. Um, I don't know if I'd say I was a fan. Well, no, no. Okay, that's I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> watched kind of the earlier years of the sweet life i thought they were so cute um but yeah most of my time back then was taken up by the jonas brothers in terms of my heartthrob energy (laughs) my teeny (laughs) but um but yeah i obviously knew of cole and um and and uh, was just like really curious to meet him and see like what he was like having that kind of childhood with Disney Channel and everything. And he honestly is an incredible human being. I genuinely love him. And he's uh, like a friend for life now. And what are you watching right now? What are you what are you into? Oh, my God. I'm watching so many things just all over the map. It doesn't make any sense. The kind uh-huh. of I watch I watch. Well, I watch Mary. I watch a bunch of dating shows. I watch Married at First Sight, and you know, oh God, okay, Love on the Spectrum. Uh, I've watched all. I'm pretty sure there's three seasons, and I've watched them all multiple times. I watch. Um, oh, I am watching. I guess kind of the like cool, trendy shows. I watched Jury Duty with my parents. That was hilarious and so mm-hmm. clever. I'm watching the um, Love and Death. Uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. I'm watching, um, so many, fr- oh, I just finished Queer Eye. Mm-hmm. You just I, cry. You just I, cry. Oh my God. It's literally just the most joyous show. It's true joy. I love it. Um, and it inspires me to like clean my house and get my life together. <laughs> the hair. The hair. Yeah. something jonathan inspires me to do something about this (laughs) um but what else do i watch 
Oh, I love YouTube. I love watching like old Emma Chamberlain videos. I love watching Architectural Digest open doors. Um, <laughs> so, who, so who on social media have you slipped into their DMs? Mm, in what way? <laughs> Any way you want to tell me. I'm trying to think if I've ever really slid in. Oh, well, I've slid into... I tr attempted to slide into Phoebe Bridger's DMs and Emma Chamberlain's DMs, but both of them ignored me. Oh, also Miley Cyrus's DMs, but she also ignored me. And she, well, she ignored me until I got a message from her a few months ago, inviting a personal message from Miley Cyrus's Instagram, inviting me to her album launch party. And I was like, was I responded, I was like, did you mean to send this to me? I was like, are you sure? I'm a huge fan. Will you be there? I'll be there. And she was like, yeah, I'll be there. Come. Then I feel so special because Miley personally invited me to this party. I show up. I was like meeting people and I was like, oh my God, Miley like reached out to me personally, invited me. Everyone was like, yeah, us too. That's how the invitations went out. <laughs> so I realized that that was just how everyone was invited. Um, but still but you, it was cool. But you love the idea that she was sitting there with her phone. You know, she might've been. She might've been. She might've been. <laughs> but yeah, I think the three people I can think of that I've tried to slide into DMs was Miley, Phoebe, and Emma. Well, we're going to have to talk to Emma and Phoebe, aren't we? Yeah. Well, I did meet Phoebe briefly a few months ago as well. And I kind of made a fool out of myself in front of her, but what'd you, um, what'd you do? I don't know if I can share. Yes, you can. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's a little, it's a, it's a long story. Um, I got time. <laughs> no, no, it's a long story, but basically I do love her very, very much. And um, she also like music, the last couple years of my life has um, I've always loved music because I'm a dancer. So I've always obviously really connected to music and the emotion that it elicits. Is that a word? Yeah. Um, I've never said that word in my life. Um, but this past couple years, uh, I've really embraced like sad girl music and angry girl music. Mm. And I had never really done that before. Um, and that has like really helped me to like, as like a form of like expression. Cause I feel like, you know, everyone has pain, but it's like, we're like, Oh, we don't want to listen to that sad music because it'll just make us feel sadder. But for me, it's like allowing myself to listen to the sad music allows me to feel the sadness. So then when I'm actually happy, there's not this brewing sadness underneath. It's just like, I've expressed the sadness and I don't feel alone with my sadness because I'm listening to these beautiful lyrics and this beautiful music that like makes me feel seen and like someone's there for me. So yeah. So that's why Phoebe, <laughs> that's why Phoebe is a big part of my life. <laughs> and you told her all of this, didn't you? Yeah. I told her everything. <laughs> I told her way too much, um, which I tend to do. <laughs> But listen, it's cathartic when you listen, you know, I have my playlist of songs like they're just like right now, Flower, Miley Cyrus's Flowers. Oh, That's yeah. a great track. I literally bought myself tulips yesterday. Instagram video of the tulip. Tulips? Yes. 
That's really sweet. You deserve it. Because you know what? what? I can buy myself flowers. You know what? You can buy yourself flowers and I can buy myself Lego flowers. A what? I had always wanted a guy to buy me Lego flowers. Lego? Lego. Yeah. Lego makes a bouquet of flowers that's so beautiful. And they just came out with a second version that's like wildflowers. They're so pretty. You need to look them up. Actually, maybe I'll order them for you if you give me an address. Because No, no, I want you to order yourself Lego flowers. Well, I already did. Oh, you did? Okay, good. (laughs) Put them together. And first of all, doing Legos is so therapeutic. I am so with you. Yeah. It's do you like Legos? I was a Lego kid like crazy. But right now I went through this phase at Christmas, me and my friends, we went to Palm Springs, just like an Airbnb. Like they wake up in the morning on the table spread out is rocks and paint. I'm like, we're painting rocks. I love painting rocks. Too. Let me tell you something. I love crafts. I know Any you craft- do. I know you do. <laughs> Do I talk about it a lot? I guess I might, but I really love crafts, like any kind of craft, you name it, I will do it. And I will have the time of my life. And I just got into Legos. Actually, Adam from White Lotus bought me a set of Legos for my birthday while we were filming in Italy. And, um, that was my first Legos that I had done as an adult. And it was like, the best thing. So now I just keep buying myself Lego flowers. (laughs) And I'm the same. I crafting, like give me a glue gun. I love a glue gun. The best. And it repairs everything, by the way, a doorknob falls off. Give me the glue gun. Yeah. I really love a glue gun. You feel so powerful with the glue gun in hand. And that is, it gets stuck so quickly. You don't got to wait. It, it's so quick. It's so easy. And I love like the satisfaction of putting like the hard, um, how am I going to say this without sounding Go ahead. like, it's like I'm talking about a penis, a hard stick in the hole, <laughs> the hard, the hard glue, the hard stick of glue, the cylindric stick of glue in the gun hole. I almost forgot to tell you. I was talking to Carol Burnett the other night. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and um, that's all I wanted to say. No, um, I'm showing the governor. Cool, bragging, bragging. And I am right. And I said, "What shows are you watching right now?" White Lotus. Cool. Carol Burnett. That is really cool, and that is much more happy than what I was just saying. So thank you for saying it. <laughs> that um, is cool. And um, she couldn't believe that Tanya was killed off either. She couldn't believe it. Yeah. Wow. And her death was so perfect and hilarious. And then I was like, well, you could play Tanya's mom. And then, of course, later on, someone reminded me, like, uh, Tanya's mom is dead. (laughs) But then I was like, well, maybe Tanya was so effing nuts that that wasn't her mother's ashes. Oh. Carol Burnett as Tanya's mom. Hello. Wow, I'd love to see this season where Carol Burnett is Tanya's dead but not dead mother and Portia comes in with a sandwich. (laughs) I think that we're on to something. You know, Mike White, move over. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is awesome. Thank you again. Thank you. And um, hopefully next time, like I said, I'll see you you on a red carpet. Yeah, see you on a red carpet. It was great to talk with you. 
Tell your cat I said hi. I will. I hope he doesn't have a dingleberry. That was Haley Lou Richardson. And that's it for this week's Just for Variety. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time when I'm chatting with Rose Byrne. Until then, make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Malkin. And for all breaking and exclusive Hollywood news, go to Variety.com. See you next time. Thank you.